Als iets wel zeggen. Oh ja. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard site of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe Cohen. Also by Avishai Newman in honor of his father's yard site, Chaim Naftali Ben Yaakov Shlomo's yard site is today. Ben Aliyah. Also by Moshe Bookbinder, Li'il Nishmas's grandmother, Sanya Fink, Sarah Bas, Rav Yochanan, Allah Shalom, Neshama Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for these sponsorships. So what we're going to talk about today is the following. The Mishnah is going to talk, to talk about the chiyuv of a professional who ruins the item that he's working on. So to what extent is he obligated to pay when he, when he was uh, hired to work on something, to fix something, and instead he destroyed that something. He ruined it in some way or another. Then the Gemara is going to bring a raya uh, about the primary sugya on today's daf, which is the sugya of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. So the Gemara is going to bring a raya that indeed Uman Kona Bishvach Kli, that as an Uman works on a Kli, he becomes the owner of the Kli, and then when he gives it back to the original Bailam and gets paid for it, it's as if he's selling his Kli to the original Bailam. And then the Gemara is going to bring a proof against Uman Kona Bishvach Kli, and the Gemara is going to reject each raya. So we're not going to have one, or a clear raya in one way or the other. Then on the bottom of Amadal, the Gemara is going to say, wait, this machlokas of Uman Kona this discussion of Uman Kona Kli may already be a machlokas tanaim. But then the Gemara says, no, that machlokas tanaim that you're pointing to as perhaps being about Uman Kona Kli has four or alternative explanations of what they are in fact arguing about. Then the Gemara is going to talk about an Ahmed Beis. What if a shochet messes up? You give a shochet an animal to shecht, and he does it in such a way where the animal is now dead but not kosher. So, uh, to what extent is the shochet obligated to pay for uh, for for messing up? Uh, the the uh, the Gemara is going to tell the story with a particular shaila with the shechita where Rav was doubly machmir. He was machmir in shechita and he was machmir in dinimamanis. And then at the end of the daf, which we'll see if we get to today. The Gemara is going to talk about uh, with the responsibility of a money changer who messes up. He's supposed to assess the value of a coin, and he gets it all wrong. So uh, the Gemara is going to tell the Maisa where Abchio uh, goes lufnim mishuras hadin relating to that uh, to that topic. So let's begin on Daf Tzadik Chesam Beis. We are again at the Mishnah on Daf Tzadik Chesam Beis. So says the Mishnah: Nasan umanin l'saken. If let's say you give a carpenter some uh, something to fix a particular clue, and then after, or to make a particular kli, the kilkalo. And after he completed the kli, he ruined it in some way. So chayav l'shalim. He has to pay the bailim for the value of the kli. Nasa l'charash shida teva umigdal. If you give a carpenter a, uh, a 
a wagon uh, made out of wood for uh, for for women to uh, to ride in, or a box that uh, that that that, uh, that 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 was placed in front of a storekeeper to sell his wares, or a uh, a closet, to, or you know a cabinet to lesakein vikilkel, and then he ruined it. Chayiv l'shalim, he has to pay for the full value of that uh, of that kli. Now v'abanai shekibel alav listoras akosel. If you have a builder who accepted upon himself the obligation to knock down a wall, he's uh, you know a contractor who's going and doing uh, significant work. So he's uh, part of his job is he's supposed to knock down a wall. V'shiber avanamoshizikan, and he broke the stones of that wall, or he damaged the stones of that wall. In the Mishnayis, the gears is not sheizikan, but shehizik, and that's Rashash's girsa as well. So the pashtus of that girsa is that the the avanim that he knocked down were mazik other people. That's in fact how the Meiri understands the Mishnah. However, the Tferis Yisrael on the Mishnah says that no, means that he was mazik the Avanim themselves. And the Chiddush is that even though it's very shchiach that the Avanim are going to be ruined when you knock down a wall made of Avanim, he's still going to be chayiv because he's a builder. He's supposed to know how to knock down a wall without ruining the, uh, the Avanim. So when he knocked down the wall and he destroyed the Avanim, chayiv l'shalim, that he's in fact going to be chayiv to... Uh, to pay because Minastami was Makabel not to be Shover the Avanim. Rabbi Yohannes and the Meiri point out that when the Avanim damage other people, so then he's Chayiv because he should have paid more attention. But the Balabayas is Pater because once the builder has accepted upon himself to do this Malacha, the Balabayas is Misalik himself from any Shmira. He doesn't have any requirements over here. All the responsibility lies on the builder and therefore he's the Adam Wal the Olam that's responsible for whatever damage the wall did on its way down. If the builder was destroying, knocking down the wall on one side and the wall fell on the other side, meaning it was a very long wall and the wall didn't fall as a direct, uh, as a result of a direct hit on the one side of the wall, even though um, the, the, the direct hit on one side of the wall ca- caused the reverberations of that cause the other side of the wall to fall down, so potter, then he's going to be potter. But if it was, the falling was a result of, uh, of the striking that he did, the hitting that he did, he banged with the hammer with kol kolcho, and the wall came tumbling down, so then chayv, then he has to pay for the damage that he had that he had done. So now, the Mishnah had said at the beginning that you give a carpenter a table migdal to fix and he ruins it, he's going to have to pay. So the Gemara discusses what exactly is the case. That the case is only where you give the carpenter this shita table migdal, a box, a wagon, or whatever, in order to uh, make some sort of tikkun on it, to make some sort of hosafa to it, and he did so, and then he broke it. So then there's no shvach, there's no shvach in, in the kli where he's able to say that uman kona that he was kona with any sort of shita maisa because it was already a clee and now he ruined it um, uh, a perfectly viable clee so he has to pay for uh, for a perfectly viable clee Avol Nasan Lecharash eats him lasso shita teva migdal but if you only gave him raw material didn't you didn't give him an already functioning clee you gave him some wood and you asked him to please make a uh, functioning clee Va'asaman shita teva migdal and he made a clee he, he, he fashioned a clee V'shibran and then afterwards he broke it Potter, then he doesn't have to pay for the value of full kli. My time, uman kona And the reason it doesn't have to pay for the full kli 
is because the uh, he becomes the owner of the kli as he builds it. So uh, he he's kona the shevach, and therefore he's only going to have to pay the demayetzim. Meaning the kli only belongs to the balabais once he gives the balabais the kli and he gets paid for that kli. But in the meantime, he's the owner of the kli, and therefore what he ruined that belongs to the balabais is only the etzim. So he's only going to have to pay the uh, the the uh, the demay the demay um, So the gemara asks on Rav Asi who potters when you give the human eitzim and he's mekalkal. He says, well, you only have to pay the me eitzim. Tana, and it says in our Mishnah, nasan lu'umanim v'kilkulu chayov and l'shalem. They have to pay. My love, the yavlu eitzim. Isn't that case of the Mishnah of nasan lu'umanim v'kilkulu? Meaning the very first case of the Mishnah, we started by describing the second case of the Mishnah. But if you go back to the very first case of the Mishnah, isn't that talking about a case where you only gave him eitzim, you only gave him raw materials to make a kli, and he broke the kli. Uh, so over there also there should have been an uman kona b'shvach kli, and yet we're saying that he has to pay for the full kli. So that's a kashan or vasi who says that uman kona b'shvach kli, and you only have to pay the eitzim. So says Marlo, the Mishnah is not talking about where you give him eitzim to make a kli. Even in the first line of the Mishnah, that's not what it's talking about. No, it's talking about where you give him shida teva umigdal. You give him an already functioning cleat to fix. So uh, since he was massacring the cleat, um, I mean, since through the tikkun there's no real shvach kli, and he was uh, mekalkalit, so uh, he has to pay for the full kli that he had uh, that, that, that he had in his uh, in his care. So it says Wait, the the first line of the Mishnah was talking about where you give him a shida teva migdal to fix. I thought the second line of the Mishnah was talking about where you give him a shida teva migdal to fix. Hamidiktani seifa from the fact that the second case of the Mishnah is shida teva umigdal mechal deresha eitzim. Doesn't that imply that the first line? Of which never says that you gave him a kli. It just says that he was working on something. Doesn't that imply that that line is about where you're giving him just wood and, and therefore we should apply uman konu b'shvach kli? So Amri, so they answer, nah, prushikam afarishla, that the seifa is simply explaining the reisha. It's not two different cases. The reisha says the human is working on something, you got to pay in full. And the seifa is ki'ilu, it's saying, Ketzad, what's an example where you're going to have to pay in full? Nasan the man of the sakim v'kilkul chayav l'shalim gosh nasan the charis shidu tevul migdal. Where it's just elaborating and explaining the case is where you actually gave him a functioning kli. Vachinam mistaver the ketzad katani, and it's most mistaver that the mishnah is written in the style of ketzad, which means written in the style where the seifa is being mefarish the reisha. These al kadai the reisha eitzim because if you can say the reisha so much we only gave him raw materials. Hashash min eitzim chayav l'shalim lo amin because if the mission, if the first line of the mission was talking about Eitzim and we're saying that there's no woman coming to Shvach Kli and you have to pay for the entire Kli and not just for the Eitzim, so isn't it obvious then that if you actually gave the guy a Kli that he has to pay for the entire Kli? Meaning the Seifa becomes redundant, uh, unnecessary, and the obvious if once you have the Reisha, if the Reisha is talking about where you gave the guy uh, raw materials, where you gave, gave the guy wood. So it says, that's not a Raya. That's the raya that you have that the ratio is talking about Shid Teva Migdal and not Eitzim. It's not the greatest raya because it could be that Tana Sefer Legluye Reisha. Sometimes the Sefer's Mefarish the Reisha and sometimes the Sefer just crystallizes what case the Reisha was talking about. So by virtue of the fact that the Sefer is about where you give him a Shid Teva Migdal, that crystallizes in our mind that the Reisha could not have been about a case of Shid Teva Migdal where you gave him Eitzim. Shalot Tomer, that one should not say that Reisha Shid Teva Migdal Avalei Tzimlo that 
the Rasha since it was written so uh, cryptically. One might have thought that the Rasha saw about a case where you give him a kli, but if you gave him only eitzim, then uh, then he would not pay for the whole thing. So that's why Tana Seifa, the Seifa, gets much more specific and says, Shida Teva Umigdal, in order to teach me, Mechal the Rasha eitzim, Vafilu Shalim, in order to teach me that the Rasha is not talking about where you give him Shida Teva Umigdal, talking about where you only gave him eitzim, and still you Chayav Lashalim. So we don't have a Raya from our Mishnah one way or the other, because there are two, two ways to interpret how the first two dinam of our Mishnah interact with each other. One way of interpreting it is that the second din is explaining the first din of the Mishnah, and the other is that no, it's revealing that the first din of the Mishnah is contrary to the second din of the Mishnah. So says we have to try to bring a raya in this very important sugya of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. The Ravasi held Uman Kona Bishvach Kli. So let's bring a raya to this din of Uman Kona Bishvach Kli from a Mishnah that we're going to have in tomorrow's daf. If a person gives wool to someone who dyes wool professionally, and the tzemer got ruined in the uh, in the the, uh, the the dyeing vat uh, where he dyes the where he dyes the wool. So the uh, the dyer gives the balabais <coughs> the value of his wool that he had just ruined. So says Gemara, in. Sounds like he only has to pay for the raw wool, but he does not have to pay for the shevach that the wool already had by being dyed before it got ruined. So, isn't this talking about where it was first dyed and then it was ruined? Sadika Shavcha, where there is clear shevach, it did get improved and was only then ruined. Why doesn't he have to pay for the fully improved, uh, totally dyed piece of wool that then got ruined? Because the fact that it was fully dyed, that was his own Kenyan. He was Kona with that improvement. He, the Uman owns that improvement. So he only has to pay for the raw wool that he received in the first place. Amr Shmuel, so Shmuel says, nah, it's not a Raya. And it could be that the case of the of the wool that got ruined, that maybe the wool got ruined before it was dyed. So there was no shevach on the wool to speak of. So of course, that in that case, you're only going to have to pay for the wool. So the Gemara says, okay, so now can we prove from Shmuel that Allah is not like Ravasi? Meaning if Shmuel says that the case in the Mishnah is where it got ruined before it was dyed, why did Shmuel have to say that? Probably because he holds that if it got ruined after it was dyed, well then uh, then then But if it got ruined after it was already dyed, after it was already hishpiach, my my, what would the halacha be? Isn't that implying that you give the tzemer and the shevach? If I could just ask that everyone mute, someone's unmuted. Uh, if you give the tzemer and the, and everyone should check, please, if they're muted, you should give the, the tzemer and the uh, the shevach. So says uh, So maybe we can learn from there that Shmuel holds uh, the, the, uh, against Ravasi that he disagrees with Ravasi, and and that's significant because the hilsuk Shmuel bedine we pass like Shmuel and dine Mamanis. So Shmuel holds against Ravasi, so uh, that that means uh, that we pass 
paskin that a woman come a kind because Ravasi holds woman kind of and Shmuel seems to be telling me a woman come b'shvachli. So it says no. Amalach Shmuel Shmuel will, will explain that what, that which it's that which it is mashma from the Mishnah that if it gets ruined after it's already been died that you pay on the shavach as well. Where you're using both the wool and the dyes of the balabayas. So in such a case, you can never say Uman because the entire Shevach was created through all of the materials that belong to the balabayas. In such a case, it's clear that the Tzaba, that the dyer himself, is only getting payment for the time that he's putting in, for the uh, for the for the for the the uh, the, the, the hours that he puts in in the in doing the work but he's not actually kona the cheftza itself if we're talking about that the bailim gave the dyer the raw materials including the dye as well why does the mishnah say that when uh, he ruins it uh, he pays the, uh, the, uh, only the mate simro if the guy gave him not only the tzemer but he also gave you the dyes and you ruined everything so no no the mate simro then shouldn't it have said that you have to reimburse him not only for the tzemer that you ruined but for the dyes that you ruined uh, as well so answer tomorrow that really we're talking about that the dyer we we're backtracking from this last answer really the dyer is the one that owned the dyes he's the one that used his own dyes to dye this uh, this wool that which Shmuel said that the Mishnah is talking about where the tzemer was in the skalkel before it was dyed it's not because he disagrees with Ravasi all he was saying was this Mishnah is not a raya to Ravasi because it's possible to be mefarish this Mishnah where it got ruined before it was died. You don't have to say that the Mishnah is talking about a case where it got ruined after it was died and therefore you don't have a raya to Ravasi. Shmuel was just being docha, which Lechora, the Gemara could have said right off the bat. Normally the Gemara would have said that right off the bat. The Gemara very rarely will say that when it, on a dechia of a raya that Mehechites is talking about this case, maybe it's talking about that case, that it's therefore a raya that it's talking about case number two. No, it's always a dechia. It's always that there's a possibility that it's talking about case number two. The sure raises this question that in every place in Shas, we always have Lema Masayele, and the Gemara is Docha the Raya, and it always means, and therefore it's not a Kasha, and it's not a Raya. So why are we here? Did we assume that if it's not a Kasha, then if it's not a, if it's, if it's not a Raya, then it must be a Kasha? So that's a little bit difficult. Tashimasa says the Gemara, let's try to bring another Raya in this sugya of Uman Kona B'Shvachli. Hanosin Talisa Le'uman, a person gives his talis to a, to a tailor to fix, Gemara Vahodiyo, he finishes fixing it and he lets the Bailim know that he can come pick it up, that it's prepared and he, uh, you know, it's all ready and he can come pick it up and uh, uh, he doesn't, he has no intention of holding on to it. So the din is that as long as the Uman is still holding on to that talis, Afilu Mikan even if 10 days pass, uh, 10 days pass and the Bailim doesn't come to pick it up. He leaves it in the tailor shop. He has not violated the Isser of delaying paying uh, your worker. Here he had this worker who was, uh, who was fixing his talis for him. So you have to go pick it up right away and pay for it right away. No, it's not a violation of Lotalin because he's not obligated to pay because the Uman is, uh, is, is being Tofes and Mashkon connected the Chov. So you have a Chov, but he's holding on to something. He's holding on to something of, of, uh, of value. But Nasan Lo Yom, if 
the uman returned the bailim, returned the kli to the bailim in the middle of the day. Yeah, if once he gave you back the kli, once he delivered the item that he was working on, kiven Well, then as soon as the sun had set, overlove mishum baltalin. Well, then it's a violation of baltalin, right? This is an actual din that one is supposed to pay their workers on time. If someone works for you, you're not allowed to delay uh, payment. But if you hold that uman konim b'shvachli and he becomes the owner of the item, am I? Why do we say that when he? Am I Why do we say that when once he returns the item, it's a violation of baltalin? Baltalin is only something that applies to schirus poalim. Whereas in uman, that's mashpiach the beggar. If he's konim b'shvachli, then it's as if he he becomes the owner of the beggar and he's selling you the beggar. So it's not schirus poalim. So a kona who who who. Uh, who who, who, who uh, doesn't yet pay someone who's selling him something, that's not a violation of, uh, of Baltalin. That's part of the rules of Baltalin. It's not right. It's not a nice thing to do, but it's not part of that Isidaraisa. I just got a Shaila last week. Someone works uh, in the accounting office of a uh, nursing home or a conglomerate nursing homes or something, and apparently standard in the industry is they wait months till they pay their, their vendors. Um, and the vendors do not like that, but uh, you know they don't really uh, have a choice. And, uh, and they say, am I in violation of Baltalin? Because I'm being Messiah on the Baltalin. That we're, we're, that, that this is, th- these are our marching orders, that we're not supposed to pay our vendors for, uh, for, until a couple of months later. That aside from the Chil Hashem Shabbat, that is in a violation of Baltalin, am I being Messiah in in a in a, uh, a baltalin in doing so. So I spoke to someone in the nursing home industry. They said that there's a reason for that because the nursing home industry, the nursing home people uh, get reimbursed by the government, and that's where their money comes in, and that comes late. So so they, they just pass on that uh, that lateness to the vendors. Still not right. Still not uh, not nice. But that's the way the business uh, the business runs. But anyway, it's not baltalin, meaning it's. Uh, it's it's not again not so nice, but it's not it's not baltalin. Baltalin is when you have a worker, when you have a vendor. A vendor is giving you something, is selling you something. When someone is selling you something, that's technically not baltalin. It's not someone who's working for you. It's not wages of a worker. It's someone who's uh, selling you something. I messed up. I was interviewed on a podcast, the Kosher Money podcast, and I was asked, "Is it baltalin?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably." And then I realized afterwards that's not. But okay, so if people pay pay others on time, it's a, you know, as a result of that. They're not going to, but as a, as a result of that, then uh, then that would be wonderful. So Amr of Mari Breder of Kadis. So Mari Breder of Kadis says, really, we could say that an uman is konim b'shvachli. The reason he violates baltalin is because the price the price is talking about begarda to sarbala, where you hire the uman to comb the wool um, in order to make a uh, an outer garment, shivcha, where there is no shavach, because if you would leave it in the uh, in the, in the current uh, situation, and he wouldn't comb the wool, the beggar would still uh, would last an even longer time for than it will last right now. Well, so so Well, in the end of the day, the Gemara says, why did the Bailim give the uman this wool to uh, to comb the rakuche in order to soften the beggar to make it uh, nicer and more comfortable? Well, given the rakuche, once he uh, combed it and he softened it, haynu shivcha that becomes the shevach of the beggar because many people prefer a combed beggar where it's softer and it keeps you warmer and it's nicer so that we can also say in such a case and if why is that a violation of Baltalin? so says no the case that the Tan is telling me that he violates Baltalin is the agri libitchi that he hired him to us uh, to trample on the beggar as a as as the first step of the laundering process so bitcha bitcha each trampling that he does on the beggar he gets a he gets a where then he's considered like a skir 
Yom who gets paid for the actual malacha that he does. Oh, that's uh, Baltalin, right? If you don't pay that guy, then that's Baltalin. You don't say Um and Kona Bishrakli unless he's working Bikablanus, unless he's getting paid by the job and he, and he's, uh, and, and he gets paid for the Shevach. Now, according to what we initially thought, that it's the Lagri Libichi, that we're not talking about where you hired him to trample on the Begad, but rather you're paying him Bekablanos, and still the Brisa says that it's a violation of Baltalin. Ooh, maybe that's a Raya to the din of Rav Sheshis. Elsewhere, where Rav Sheshis said, where they asked Rav Sheshis the Shaila, that Valbalabais gives an Uman uh, something to do uh, with Kaplanos, and he doesn't pay him on time. Is that a violation of Baltalin when you hired someone to work, but not that you're paying him by the hour or by the day, you're paying him for the job? So is that Baltalin? over. And Rav Sheshis says, yes, that indeed is Baltalin. So maybe Rav Sheshis, who paskins that there's an Isra of Baltalin by an Uman who works Bekablanus, is in disagreement with Ravasi and holds Einuman Kon Bishvachli. And therefore, when you give the Uman Eitzim, in order to make a uh, box for you. And after he makes the box, he breaks the box. So you should pay for the full box. Not like Ravasi had said, where he only paid to me him. So Amr, Amr Shmuel Bar Acha, that which Rav Shesha says that you violated uh, Baltalin by Kablanus is Bishlicha di Igarta. That's talking about where you hired a Shliach to bring a letter uh, to, to somewhere. That even that Shliach, even though the Shliach is working by Kablanus, there is no Shavach. So there is no, there's only talk about Umun Kom Bishvachli. But anything that involves Shavach, it could be that Shmuel holds like Ravasi, that indeed Uman is Kona Bishvachli. In a case where he's not Kona Bishvachli and he doesn't become the owner because he's not doing anything that improves the item, uh, a mailman is just bringing the package from one place to, to the other, that's where we say that there's a violation of Baltalin, even though he's a, he's a Kablan and he's not a, uh, a Skir Yom. Okay. Now the Gemara says, well, maybe this entire discussion of Umun Kodem B'Shvach Kli is really already a Machlok Tanaim. Lema Ketanaim. Maybe it's Tali in the, fa- in the following Machlok Tanaim. Aseli Shirim Nizamin Vitabaos. If a woman uh, gives uh, some gold, some raw gold to an Uman and says, make me jewelry out of it, make me rings, make me bracelets, make me uh, earrings, uh, nose rings, whatever. And, I, and, and, and in exchange for that, for being my jeweler, I will become a Kudeshas to you instead of paying you for the, uh, for the work. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to fashion her some nice jewelry and she will be Mekudeshas in with that. Well, Kivan Shasan, once he makes these uh, pieces of jewelry, Mekudeshas, she becomes Mekudeshas him, different Rabbi Meir. And the Chum say, no, she's not Mekudeshas until she gets the money. My Mamun, what Mamun are we talking about there? She's not Mekudeshas until she gets the money. If we're talking about that until she gets the actual tachshitim, the actual jewelry. So that sounds like, according to Rabbi Meir, she's Mekodesha, so as soon as the guy finishes making the tachshitim, even before he gives her the, the tachshitim. How could that possibly be? I mean, it can't be that we're talking about <coughs> that there's a machlokas, whether she's Mekodesha's before he gives the takshitim, because how could it possibly uh, be that she's Mekodesh's before he actually gives the takshitim? What did he give her? Elipshita, my mamon. What does it mean that It means mamon acher. It means that according to the Chavim, this deal doesn't work. That if, uh, if, uh, if, he, if she asks him, fashion some jewelry for me, and I'll be Mekodesh's to you with that, uh, and uh, he fashions the jewelry and gives it to her, 
that doesn't work. You still need to get separate Kesef Kiddushin in order to be Mekadeshir. And Rameir says it does work, that she's Mekadeshas. So Gemara says, what are they arguing about? So Savrua Dukule Alma Yeshon Maybe the original assumption is that both Rameir and the Chavim hold that a person who uh, gives a Powell a uh, Malacha to do, Bikablanus, everything that the Powell does, every slight improvement the Powell makes on the item as he's working on it, he's earning a little bit more money. So every time he bangs the hammer, he's earning another pruta. He's earning a little more. The, the only thing is, as Tosas points out, yeah, you owe him for each little bit that he does. and he becomes, So the, the, the tab is just uh, increasing as time goes on. But not that you're actually obligated to pay at that point. Schirus is only, you only actually have to pay it, Basov, but, but the mechanics behind the scenes of how it's working is that the, uh, the tab is running and, 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 and the amount is increasing. I always mention the muscle that uh, Rav Yonason Sachs gives to Yeshon Schirus Mitchil Vatsov. It's like when uh, in the old days, when you would, not like with Ubers, in the old days when you would take a taxi and there's a, a, it's a meter on the uh, taxi. So you see, it goes up by 35 cents every uh, 10 seconds, going up by 30. No one thinks you should be sitting in the back with quarters and uh, dimes and chucking them at the uh, taxi driver as it goes up each time. Obviously, say to Mishtalev, but you get to see with each little bit that it goes, uh, that, that, that he's earning a little bit more each time. So that's the concept of Yeshon Schiz Mitzchil Vatsov. So we're assuming everyone agrees that that's true. So when the Umar is Mekadish the Isha with uh, his work, he's Mekadish her with the Mechila of the Halva'a that he essentially has. And we're also assuming that both Rameir and the Chamu agree, that if you're Mekadish woman with the Milva, then the Seyyidim Gadash does not work. So, my, so then what are they arguing about? My love, boom, and Kona Mishvachli, Kamiflugi. It must be that they're arguing whether Uman is Kona Mishvachli, that the improvement he's making on the, on the gold and turning it into a Kli, that he becomes the owner of the Kli, at least, so, so, uh, at least the portion of the Kli that equals the value of that Shevach that he's making. Rameir holds he becomes the owner of that, and therefore when he gives her the Tachshitim, he's giving her the Shevach that he owns in that Kli, and therefore he's actually giving her something for, uh, for Kiddushin. For Rabbanon Sabri, and Rabbanon hold, no, he does not become the owner of that Kli, and therefore it's not considered that he's giving his own money to the woman to be Mekadishir. He's only being Mochel, the Scharpu Ulaso. So that's like a halva. So you can't be Mekadishin Isha with a, uh, with, with, uh, with a halva. The Marm Shik writes that there are two ways to understand why it is that one would hold uh, that Ainu one is that the Uman is Mashbiach al Das Balabais, that it's Yado Kiado, that he's just the Shliach and the Balabais, and whatever he's doing is as if the Balabais is doing it, and therefore he has no, no Kavana to be Kona the Shabbat. His Kavana is to be that, that he's functioning on behalf of the Balabais, and he'll get paid for doing that later. And the second way of understanding is that since the Shevach is not separate from the Kli, it's a Chelek of the Kli, the Uman can't be Zoch in the Shevach even if he does intend to be, it's not about his kavana. He, he could have all the kavana in the world that he wants to be zoch in the shavach, but you can't make a kinyan on a kli that's not yours, meaning just because there are improvements being made to the kli that you're contributing, but the kli belongs to somebody else.
else, and it's inseparable. The shevach and the and the gufa kli are inseparable from each other. So isn't this the machlokas then? Umul kol mishvach kli or ain't umul kol mishvach kli? Says more low. That's not at all the machlokas. To kuli, we're going to have four alternative explanations. To kuli alma ain't umul kol mishvach kli. Maybe everyone says ain't umul kol mishvach kli, and therefore the umul is not giving you anything that belongs to himself. El hachav yeshan schius mitchil vatzov kamifli. Machlokas are meir and the chavim is. Is do we hold to the concept of Yeshan Skhus Mikhil Vatsov, or is it only Basov that he actually owes the money? So Rameir Savrain Skhus Basov. Rameir holds that uh, that the, the uh, obligation for payment only comes at the end. So the Uman is not being Makadish or with the Mikhilis Milva that he has. It's with the Mikhila of the Skhar that she owes him right now. So that's Mukudeshas. And the Rabbanan hold that no, it's an ongoing tab and there's a milva that's going on. So when he's Mokhal at the end, it's trying to be Makadish Bemilva. Makadish Bemilva does not work. So the Gemara says, a second alternative to Kuli Almi Yeshan Skhus Mitchilvatsov. Maybe everyone knows Yeshan Skhus Mitchilvatsov, and therefore this should be akin to being Makadish Bemilva. And that's proof of the point. The Machlokas Tanayim is, does it work to be Makadish Bemilva? That it's a machlokas tanam, whether makadish b'milva is makadashas or ain't a makadashas. Or alternatively, Rava Amar to Kuliyalu Yeshen Skhus Mitzchil Vatsov. That it's an ongoing tab, and therefore it's a milva. And normally it would not work to be And he does not become the owner of the kli. So why on earth should she be mukdashas? According to one opinion, he didn't just return the raw material that he was misaking. He added a little stone into the uh, into the into the the jewelry. So Meir Savar milva pruta daita pruta that if he tries to be Makadish with the combination of a milva and a pruta that he added. Her das is to be Mukadeshas with the pruta, and that pruta was his, and he added that, and therefore she's Mukadeshas. Then, no, her das is to be Mukadeshas with the milva, and that doesn't work because she cannot be Mukadeshas <coughs> with, uh, with the milva. Now, Lechora, according to the man Yerman, the Mekadish Milva Pruta, Daita Milva, why does it help that he gives her other money? It's Daita Milva, meaning, what, what was the Shita that said that, uh, that, that, that what was the Rabbanan Shita, that it's Achit in the Mamon, that he has to give her Mamon Acher. But if her das is still on the Milva, what does it help that he gives Mamon Acher? So Shita Lodalmi means that he gives her Mamon Acher and he says, forget what we just had with the Milva, I want to be Mekadish you with this. And, and then it's obvious that it's on the Mamon, which would mean that if he were to say that about the the nofach that he added, it would also work if he were to say, forget about the milva. It's that little gem. That's what I'm being Makadish you with. Then, of course, that would work as well. Rameir and Rabban are arguing in the following Machlokas Tanan. Ditanya, Bizcharsha, Sisi, Mach, Eina Makadashas, that a guy says to a woman, Harea Makadashli, Bizcharsha, Sisi, Mach, so she's Eina Makadashas. He already finished the Avoda, he gave it back to the woman, so it's considered a milva, and a Makadash milva is Eina Makadashas. But if he says, Bizchar She'eseimach, that which I will do for you in the future, Mukadashas. Then when he finishes his work, and he returns the object to the, to the Isha, she's Mukadashas. So this Tana holds, Eina L'schir Sal Basov, when he, uh, and therefore when he returns the Malachatur, and she's, uh, it's not, not a din of Mekadish B'milva, he's actually being Mekadish with something. Rabbi Nassim Omer, Bizchar She'eseimach, Eina Mukadashas, that even if he says to her, Bizchar, of what I will do, it's still Eina Mukadashas, 
because Yeshna Schirus Mitchilu Yatsov, and uh, each pruta has a din of a milva, and Mekadesh Milvul Zayin Mekadeshes. The Kols came Bischarsha Sisi Machen Kavachomer. If it was about that which he had already done with her, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi Omer Be'Emes Amru that the uh, that the Allah is Bein Bischarsha Sisi Mach Bein Bischarsha Sisi Mach Einu Mekadeshes, but Vimos V'Lanofach Mishlom Mekadeshes. But if he adds Lanofach Mishlom, ooh, that would be enough to be uh, to be Mekadeshir. The Gemara in Shabbos. Sajvei says whenever it says be'emes amru means that, uh, that that that's the halacha. That be'emes amru is that it's uh, it's a halacha. Rav Vadi Bartinur in Masech Shuma says ki'ilu it's halacha l'moshim isinai. That just like that's emes halacha l'moshim isinai is undisputed emes. So be'emes amru means this is an undisputed uh, halacha. So bein tanakam the Rabbi Nassim ikav benayis schirbus. It's obvious. It's obvious what the tanakam and Rabbi Nassim are arguing about. They're arguing about yeshul schirus mitchilu v'atzofer and schirus al basof. But bein Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Danasi, what exactly is the Machlokes between Rabbi Nasser and Rabbi Danasi, Ikabinayim Milva Pruta. What they're arguing about is when he's a Mosef Nafach Michalo, is, 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 do we assume Daita Milva or Daita Pruta? So that's what they're, they're actually arguing about. So that's in fact Machlokes Tanayim. Now the Gemara says another case of an Uman that messes up. Armashmal Tabach Uman Shakilkel. You give a professional Shokhet, an animal to Shecht, and he ruins it. So Chayiv Lashalim, he has to pay for it. Maziku Poshehu Nasakomer Shlokh Mikan, Shachlom Mikan. It's as if uh, he's a mazik, he's a poshea. It's as if you told him, shecht the animal over here, and he shechts the animal somewhere else. You tell him, here, shecht by the neck, and he shechts right across the, he just chops right down the middle of the head or something. So he's an absolute mazik. The Ramban wonders, he says, are all the psule shechita the same? You know, by some of the psule shechita, like hagrama, where you shecht it in the wrong spot, or or or, or, or ikur, where you remove the simanim from, from the place where they are, so that's a hezek nicker. You did something that's clearly not a shechita. But a pagam of shihia, where you just took longer than you should have, and you paused in the middle of the shechita, or drisa, where you press down instead of doing a slicing motion, isn't that a hezek shein or nicker? The animal looks just as shechted as any other animal, it's cut exactly in the right place. So isn't that a hezek shein or nicker? So then Abba and Kutrustin the Garmi says, no, if you didn't shecht it properly, so then you have a dead animal that's not shechted. So it's not, it's very nicker that the animal is dead. You've turned this animal into an avela. So that's a, that's a, the very definition of a hezek nicker. So anyway, says maziku poshehu. Why does the Shmuel have to say those words maziku poshehu? Yamar maziku. If it only would have said maziku have amina, I would have said that this uh, type of ruining it is not like an ones, and therefore Shmuel compares it to an adam amazik who's chayv b'tashlumim even when he's uh, when he pays uh, that it is like an ones, and therefore he's, he's like an adam amazik who pays ba'ones. But hanimi leichet to kavu b'sachar. That's only if he's getting paid to do the shechita. Av leichet to kavu b'chinam. But where he's getting where he's not getting paid, he's doing it for free. Lo, I would think he's not chayv. So kamash malan poshehu. That's why he has to say poshehu to tell me that it's like a pshia that even if he's not getting paid. He's going to have to. Uh, he's going to be chayiv. So the Rav Chaim Barguria asks a Shmuel from a Brisa where it sounds like he's only chayiv if he gets paid. Eisvei Rav Chaim Barguria l'Shmuel Hanosin beimel the Tabach v'Nibla. You give a beimel to a Shochet and he's menavelit. He turns it into a nevela. So Uman, if he's a professional potter, hediot. But if he's not a professional chayiv, v'Hanosin Sachar. And if you uh, pay him to do the shechita, bein hediot bein Uman chayiv. Then regardless of how much a professional he is, he's chayiv. So uh, it's a kash. 
Rashon Shmuel holds that you're chayiv even if he does it for free. Samalei la'akr mochich that Shmuel says you have no brain in your head. What are you talking about? So So one of the talmidim from the yeshiva came and asked Shmuel from this brisa again. You're taking the same, uh, you know, uh, you, you're going to get, you're going to get the same response that the other guy got. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you over the head the same way. I'm telling you my my das within shitas rameir the kamrisa lerabanan. Meaning instead of telling him you have no brain, he explained to him why he thinks he has no brain. Meaning you're you're you're, you're telling me the shita of of of, of the rabbanan. I'm just trying to explain to you the shita of rameir, so you can't ask me from the shita of the rabbanan. Why aren't you medaktek in the things that I'm telling you? That the reason the the chayiv is the shochet is chayiv is Who's the Tana that holds that your Mechaev is Shochet because he wasn't careful in the Shechita? It's Rameir who holds that a person has to be very careful in the way he uh, he acts, in the way he does things. So the Talmidim should have understood from Shmuel that he's only talking within the Shechita of Rameir. So they're hacking him with the Shechita of the Chachamim. So that's not right. Hey Rameir, where does Rameir say such a thing? It's actually, you know, we'll start from there tomorrow. I fell behind Dafka on purpose because tomorrow's Daf is really, really short. So uh, I figured uh, we'll make it up uh, tomorrow. Okay, everyone have a great day. A good Chaydish and a uh, good Shabbos.